Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? We, You know what? There's a lot going on. I'm just, the opportunities that we're creating through Selling from the Heart just blow my mind on a daily basis. It is unbelievable the people we get to talk to and the, you, I, you know, not just the, the caliber of the people we get to talk to, but the locations all over the world. Um, and also just what I love about it, Larry, is just seeing this growing community of, of people that say, yeah, authenticity, I'm in. That's me. Let's do this. And um, I just absolutely love the friends that we're making. Thank you to everybody who's reaching out on uh, our LinkedIn LinkedIn page in the group, on Twitter. I mean, it's just a blast right now. And this is an incredible time to be in sales. No, I, I, I agree. And there's not a day that goes by that I'm just, I mean, it's, I, the words to you sometimes are hard to describe, but the comments and the stuff that come back on, you know, the book selling from the heart and the reviews I'm getting on Amazon, it, it's almost like a pinch and poke me moment. But I said, you know what? The message is resonating. And that to me, that's why I wrote selling from the heart. That's to me, it's about bringing your best version of yourself to life. And we got to be real and we got to be authentic about it. And there's, and I think, especially in this world today, yes, so much, absolutely. And people's BS meters at an all time high. If you can just be your normal, genuine self, you're light years ahead of most people who just hit the market as fakes. Well, no, no question. And that flows through to, to the digital world and how we interact on that. Our guest today is going to be fantastic and the insight we get, but by the way, if you've joined us here for the first time, you've joined a community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, bringing true value. We call it selling from the heart. And Larry, our guest today, um, we've got none other other than the millennial motivator himself on the podcast. Why don't you set this up? This is going to be a very good conversation. This is going to be a great podcast. I already know it will, but I met Dan Willis. Gosh, it hasn't been that long ago, but, um, you know, it's all the whole law of attraction, right? And a shout out to Chris Burvey when he was on our podcast and talked about the law of attraction is the message around selling from the heart really hit home with Dan. And we started corresponding via blogs and, and, uh, messages inside LinkedIn. And before you know it, we're on a zoom call and we, we just engage in so much great dialogue on just around the human approach to sales and marketing that I go, Hey, you know what, Dan, you want to come on selling from the heart podcast? So he says, cool. Why not? So without further ado, Dan Willis, the millennial motivator, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Woo! Good to be here, guys. <laughs> cannot wait. Guys, we got a fellow Canadian. I'm so glad you're here today. Well, that was it. I, that, was the, that was the nail in the coffin. Oh, there's another Canadian? I have to do this one night. <laughs> That's right, eh? So this is great. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, we're just, uh, we, we've, I've lost the accent. You know I married a sweet Southern girl, Larry. So... But uh, hey, I'm glad you're here, Dan. And, and as we start, uh, you know, the question that we always want to know um, from our guests is what does it mean to you when you hear the word selling from the heart? 
Yeah, no, I, I got to give you guys that, that caveat first. I'm a marketing guy. Oh, That's all right. Wow. But selling from the heart is so important to everything that I do. I, I really see selling from the heart tie in so well with relational marketing because that's what the community needs. Mm. Everybody, whether it's somebody in sales or somebody in marketing or somebody in, it doesn't matter. People being genuine and saying, I have a passion to do this for another person and bringing that every single day. You see so much value and so much worth coming out of that work over and over and over. I read in Twitter chats and LinkedIn feeds, people saying, oh, I hate this. I hate what I'm doing. It's Monday. It's Wednesday. It's Friday. I hate my, and it's, it's like, what are you doing? And then you catch on to these, these people that love every moment of what they're doing. Uh-huh. This is phenomenal. I can't believe it. This podcast letting up. I, I hit this sale because we have the same passion for the Dodgers and we just couldn't, we couldn't shake it. And so now we're working together and it's really amazing. And all these different aspects plug in where sure you've got the power of attraction and you've got influence and you've got, but the reality is it's just people dropping this facade that's been around for so long, 30, 40 years where we've been told, no, you've got to wear the three piece suit. You got to have the tie on. You've got to have your polished white business card. And that is how business is done. And all of a sudden the world's given their head a shake and said, forget that. Maybe not. You be you instead and do what you're passionate about. And that's what we're going to nail down. For me, that's selling from the heart. Show me your passion. You're there. Yeah. You know, you know, what's interesting. Bring your, bring your best self. But before, before you get wrong, I I got a comment on that, but I, I do want to thank you for giving props to the Dodgers so very observant, Dan Willis. So thank you very much. But but here's the thing I would say. Yeah. <laughs> but here's what's interesting that um, that I think we've forgotten. And Dan, you and I have touched on this in our previous chats, is the human element that I think we've forgotten about this. So whether you call it selling from the heart, whether you call it marketing from the heart, I don't care the, the term you want to use around whatever, you know, attached to the heart is the human element is alive and well. We're human creatures, right? We thrive on human interaction. We just get, we just have to bring that back because at the end of the day, it's just you and I, right? It's Daryl and I, or it's that person sitting across from desk from you who's just a normal human. So let's just treat them that same way. Absolutely. Even more than that, it fuels people that have passion when they interact with others that have passion. I've seen it over and over and over again where somebody shows up and they say, I am so passionate about dog walking. Well, great. I'm not in any way, but your passion and seeing you pursue that drives me that much harder to pursue my passion and bring that to my community. And I think the more that people grab onto this idea of selling from the heart, literally just being who you are genuinely from the heart and everything that you're doing, everybody improves by it. People stop doing the things that don't resonate at a human level with others. And they start doing the things that have meaning, not just for themselves, but the communities that they serve. When, when the industry makes this shift final, it is going to be a roller coaster of fun for everybody involved. <laughs> so I, we, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by this concept of relational marketing. And, and uh, I'm, I think we're going to have some really good application for our um, audience in the B2B sales world, but set it up a little bit. I mean, relational marketing, I, I know for a lot of the folks on our podcast, those two words by themselves mean something, but you put them together, relational marketing, what is that? And, and give us, give us some context 
on that. Let's think together about how that applies to B2B sales. So let's frame it with a very familiar B2B platform, LinkedIn, okay? Okay. So you're on your LinkedIn profile and somebody reaches out to you directly. Okay, great. We'll follow. We'll create a relationship. And immediately, as soon as you click that follow button, you get a pre-prepared copy-paste text block in your message. Hi, this is me. Buy my product. Here it is. Look at the video trailer. Click this link. Here's the add-on. Here. <laughs> That's... Not really. Been there. <laughs> I'm a father of seven. I know what it's like to be puked on. Right. <laughs> your other ones. <laughs> Traditional marketing is puking on people. Right. From billboards, from magazine ads, from Facebook ads. Those count. Yeah. That's part of that process. <laughs> Relational marketing is instead exactly what Larry said when he met me. Larry couldn't tell you exactly how I met him. You'd have to go back and really filter through it. And that's because it happened organically. Mm-hmm. We engaged in on similar content. We had similar thoughts. Relationship got a little bit deeper, started sharing out content from each other, led to a conversation face to face. You can't see me on the podcast, but I'm making the bunny ears. Mm-hmm. We did the Zoom call, right? And then once we nailed that, it was clear that this was the next step. This is relational marketing. I didn't need once to sell Larry my message. Larry didn't need to sell me his message. The message resonated organically from within the community and within the conversations that we had. And it wasn't about pushing. It felt natural. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, and and we hear about this um, push versus pull economy, right? is, you know, so many people are pushing messages out there and I get it. Right. And I think we have to do a form of both, but what's interesting in, in just to expand on what you just said is the whole idea of engaging in, in a humanistic way. And, and, you know, right before we came on, you know, the podcast, we were just talking about a few things and I shared the podcast I was on, you know, recently with somebody and we were talking about this said, you know, how have you risen, right? How have you grown to have such a wide following as simple as I've humanized my network? And I think that's one thing, you know, that, that, sale, that I want salespeople to understand who are listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast is it's okay to be a sales professional. It's okay. But when you're online, be as human and normal as possible and be engaging in it and watch what starts to happen to the level of conversations and the level of those conversations that move from online to offline in just a normal fashion without throwing that sleazy sales hat on that most people online do. Yeah. You know, it's so funny, uh, Dan, I, as B2B salespeople, you know, we'll always, I mean, our justification for our existence is people buy from people, Right which is true, right? And we're going to face an onslaught of AI and the order taking sales reps are probably in trouble. But the relational, the people do buy from people and the salespeople that bring insight in the context of a trusted relationship are going to do really well. But when it comes to, you know, the moment we get on a digital platform like LinkedIn, um, which is the familiar one for most of us, um, and we go to talk to somebody, we immediately throw all the relational stuff out the door and, and we end up doing the crap like you just said, right? The copy paste sales pitch. We'd never meet somebody face to face for the first time and, you know, throw, throw down the, you know, the hard clothes. No smart sales rep would ever do that. 
Yet when it comes to the digital channels on sales, we have lost our, our minds. We've lost our edge. We've lost everything that makes us great, which is the relational side. I, I really see it as a point of maturity. I think that digitally we're just maturing, maturing as an industry. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about my kids, when I first introduce my kids to a new group, immediately they will say, hi, my name is, I am this old and I like X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. And they've just been programmed to do that. And I think that copy paste really cold, quick, let's make this interaction happen so I can get a sale. I think that's just an infancy mindset when it comes to using digital platforms. And as we mature in our use of these platforms, Mm -hmm. video is a big part of that. Real-time interaction, like Zoom calls is a big part of that. But our ability to mature and realize that relationships, just because digital seems faster, it's not necessarily so. You can build relationships over the long term digitally And that's a concept that a lot of people are still coming around to. I think when we break that concept, that immaturity of, well, I know my 60 second elevator pitch and that's what I'm going to drop. And I'm going to keep my eyes on that because I know that I need to stick to the text. Well, yeah, but if you don't make it your own and it doesn't come across as genuine and it brings value to the person you're talking to, it, it might as well skip the 60 second elevator pitch and just send them some spam. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the, one of the things that's been animating my thinking a lot recently is, is the, the reality that we live in a post-trust era. I mean, it was the word of the year in 2016, right? Post-trust, fake news, um, salespeople, we quote the HubSpot research that showed 97% of people don't trust salespeople. I think that's being generous. Um, You know, the, the reality is, um, you know, we've always had skeptical buyers, but but skepticism is at an all time high, and and especially um, skepticism with claims that companies make and claims that um, seem salesy and self serving, and um, you know, so how in I'm just curious from your perspective as a, a relationship marketer you've got an audience of people, uh, you know, of prospects that are highly skeptical. What can you do as a, as a salesperson to begin breaking down those walls? The, the big word that I've got to have you guys write down circle stamp on your forehead, whatever you got to do transparency. Okay. So give that some context and definition in the, in how does a sales rep become transparent? So for too long, sales has felt like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. Okay. They know you're back there. They know that you have all of this knowledge and all of this potential, and you've got all of these deals and all of these ideas, but you only let them out a little bit at a time as people need to see them. Okay. And what I found is that's not true with sales. What I found with most of the sales, sales teams I've had a privilege to work with that are passionate about what they do, they genuinely want what's best for the customer. I so the so. disconnect that we have is the customer isn't seeing that genuine desire to serve. So how do you go about breaking that model? Easy. Hmm. Start creating content that showcases that passion and that desire to serve. You want a team that is nailing this? Uh, Brandon Bornison over at Seamless.ai, they are doing a phenomenal job with that. Daily, he has a video of him and his team inside the building that they are building Seamless in, 
sharing their passion for their clients and their customers and what they're doing and how the tool is serving and the success that people are having with it. And now it's at that point where that app doesn't need to be a hard push sale because everybody that's seeing it not only lights up to see, wow, they're genuinely passionate about their community that they're serving. They want to be a part of that. Oh, I want to feel appreciated. I want to feel like somebody's building an app just for me to help me build leads. This is such a key thing that I want. And it's the relationship that they desire more than anything else. They're not looking around going, is there a similar app that does the same thing? They don't care. They want the team. It's not necessarily the product. Yeah, you know, and you, and you bring up it and spot on because, you know, I, I look back, um, you know, in my career inside the sales channel that I came from and, you know, I, I came from an era where we didn't have any of this stuff. And it, and it wasn't until the latter part of my career that I figured out what social was and how it could really help me. But, you know, you keyed in on a, on a really good word in the very beginning of this, and that's transparency. Mm-hmm. And this is something for salespeople that's really difficult. And I, and I kind of learned this the hard way, you know, uh, inside the Los Angeles marketplaces. I got beat up leveraging social because I positioned myself as that salesperson and those messages were direct and upfront and they were sales driven and things like that. And I got digitally slapped more than anybody. <laughs> but it wasn't until I, <laughs> true story, right? I mean, being digital slap, being slapped is almost as bad as being slapped across the face. (laughs) It can hurt. But but what was the key about it is when I learned how to position myself in a genuine way online, the same way I did offline, and I was completely transparent. And Daryl knows me really well, and a lot of our listeners know me really well. Is you get what you get with me. And I think once salespeople understand that, sky's the limit. But here, here's something that I'll, I'll throw back at you guys is this. We're not coaching and teaching and nurturing sales reps, at least in my opinion, how to leverage the power of this to market themselves. And I think once the light goes off with management and leadership, sky's the limit because most of these people already have networks. They already have followers. They just don't know how to leverage it in a professional way to help grow. Would y'all agree? Yeah, I I definitely agree. I I just had a great conversation last week with a guy that does financial planning Mm -hmm. and it's very difficult for him because he actually has a lot of restrictions where he's operating in the States as to what he can say. Right. Yeah. Big challenge. That's a huge issue for a lot of people in real estate and finance is that they feel like they've got the handcuffs on them. And I said, okay, well, you're right. You are bound as to what particulars of investment or real estate you can divulge publicly. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that you can't share your passion and success stories for people that you have served. Hmm. So I think the problem is that salespeople become too focused on the product and not enough on the community that they're serving. And that's really where the social media provides a massive opportunity for sales agents as a whole. When you look at the people that are blowing it up in that industry, the reality is they've stopped focusing on the product because the products are all very similar. There are some fine fine details that differentiate, but the big difference is going to be the genuine passion that the brand has to serve the community. And if that's what you can bring across, imagine somebody who works for Allstate showing up at somebody's house whose State Farm is screwed over and saying, we want to help. And they get that on video. Right. 
Well, and this is, uh, this is good product versus passion. And I love, you know, I mean, I just remember Mike Schultz telling us a couple of weeks ago that when they surveyed buyers, product was 24th on the list of things they cared about in B2B. Um, insight was near the top. And I know passion has got to be up near the top of that list. Um, I think, you know, so how do you communicate passion um, in a digital format? I think we're going to have to start embracing video more. You said it. Video, video is an audio podcast. And one of the things that I've seen that a lot of people are hurting themselves on is they'll put a message out there with a great photo and a piece of text. Yeah. And the community that reads that or sees it completely misconstrues what's being said because there's no tone and there's right. no body language to accompany mm-hmm. what's coming out. So it's well intended, but poorly received. Right. I find video eliminates that almost entirely. I can accomplish in a 30 second video, what you can in a 500 word blog. Wow. Very, very interesting. And you get the, you get the passion, you get the, so how are you, I'm curious now I've, I've watched Larry, Larry does a great job of communicating his passion on, on LinkedIn videos. Um, I, and at, in, as we were talking before the show, you were talking about, um, it was either yourself or, or one of your um, clients or colleagues responding, I believe it was on Twitter with video instead of text. Um, yeah, I, I do I, almost all of my replies via video on Twitter. So tell us about that. That's fascinating. So, so for me, I, I, I was a video about them. that. <laughs> <laughs> I just actually got, I just before this podcast got off of two back to back Twitter chats where all I do is drop video comments. Wow. To everything. And what's amazing is, so anybody that's been a part of a Twitter chat knows that they move a mile a minute. Like you cannot keep up with this thing. Right, right. And what I identified as a problem is not only can't you keep up, but there's no real value in that either. Yeah. If the information flowing so quickly that people can't process it, it's no good. So I started to create video content instead. And it's as simple as if you've got the phone, great. If you're doing it from desktop, that works as well. Uh-huh. But you just click the, the video button and you Put your video out there. Here's my response to the question. I add a little bit of text to give them a teaser to what I'm addressing in the video. But the reality is I don't have to worry about how many characters are in my tweet because the tweet is going to be one sentence long. And the video is going to give them the heart, the tone, the the passion behind it. And it's going to give them a lot more value than any text block I could have put in there. Mm. And it stands out from the feed. That's so strong. That's yeah, so you, strong. And you know, you know, what's interesting is, and um, cause I get asked this question all the time. And so I'm, I'm thinking like a total salesperson again with this is, you know, I don't know what to say. Right. It's too hard and things like that. And I said, Hey, listen, right. I get that it might be too hard. I think it's out of your comfort zone because a, it's not normal, but do you, you know, my comeback is always this, Dan, when you're in a crowd and you're introduced to somebody, do you have any problem shaking somebody's hand and driving some form of a 10 to 30 second to a minute conversation with them? They said, no, of course not. And I said, okay, we'll take that same philosophy and apply it online. It's, it's really no difference. And I, and I think what's happening, it's just, and I think over time things will change is it's this concept is so new to salespeople. They just don't know what to do with it. That that's my opinion. I think they overthink it. I just kind of just dove in and said, you know what? If I puke on myself, I puke on myself. That's part of just being who I am. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, some of the, some of the fear behind it, I understand. I mean, I, I must've put in thousands of hours already between Twitch and YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, thousands of video hours, but those first few hours, they were rough. Like they were <laughs> brutal. Just getting used to seeing yourself and hearing yourself. Yeah. What I do with clients now is they'll say, Oh, I'm afraid of X, Y, or Z with video. Okay, great. No problem. So instead of talking about video, let's talk about your upcoming quarter. What do you have planned? Right. And then I'll sit there with my phone in my lap, pretending like I'm writing something down and I've actually started the camera and I'm recording. <laughs> and I'm letting them talk. Right. And then when they're done speaking, I hit stop and I say, there's four or five minutes of content that you can now chop up for the week and throw out onto your feet. Right. Yeah. And they go, that's it. <laughs> that's it. It's that easy. Just be yourself. When you're being yourself and you're genuinely passionate and informed and you're providing value, it doesn't need bells and whistles. I don't need a green screen and a production team and a high-end boom mic and none of it. What you need is, do you have knowledge? Can you bring value? Do you have a relationship? Why aren't you pushing the damn button? Yeah, wow. That's so good. Shout out to Brian Fanzo on that because that's his line. Push. The <laughs> Why aren't you pushing the button? <laughs> Push the damn button. <laughs> okay, so 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 here so here's something to to gnaw on. What what would you? Sorry, I'm throwing out these old devil's advocates things and all that, but I'm just uh, we could talk. You're about such a baby boomer, Larry. Come on, well, no, no, yeah, right. But call me a baby boomer, but at least I I, I get what's going on. But I I, I want to, you know, this is really directed to the managers and leaders who are out there who mm-hmm. are of my generation and above, or you know, for that matter, the tail end of you know. Daryl's generation is, Hey, you know, I get all this, but you know, I'll fill it in with all these excuses. What do you, what do you tell some of these people that just say, Hey, you know what, it's time to, you know what, and get off the pot. And this is why you need to do this because if you don't dot, dot, dot. Yeah. I I never like to bring it to the, if you don't side of things, I've never had to in my conversation with brands. When I, when I break it down for them and say, are you genuinely passionate about what you do? Yes. If the answer is no, they've got a bigger problem and I can't solve it. <laughs> so yes, you're genuinely passionate about what you do. Do you genuinely love the community that you serve? Again, if the answer is yes. Great. <laughs> if no, you got a bigger problem than video. Right. right. Last but not least, if the first two are yes, then why wouldn't you want to serve them in the best way you possibly can? And when I open up a feed, either their feed or my own, and I show them the mobile phone, I say, okay, I want you to tell me to stop when you see something that resonates. Go. The first thing they stop me at every single time is a video. Stop. That caught my eye. Why? I don't know. It just did. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. 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 And I understand your fear and trepidation about something that isn't being publicly used but what have i told you back when cars were being created you could have one of the first models right video is that opportunity people say well youtube's been around forever and sure we are literally in the first five years of video content Mm. i promise you nobody has the market cornered on video it doesn't exist yet and as video is evolving into live i think salespeople now more than ever have a massive opportunity. Yeah. Because, no. No, because no. salespeople have been doing face-to-face forever. 
And that's what live does. It takes digital content and brings it into real-time engagement. And the salespeople that are already comfortable with video like this, like simple pre-recorded 30-second blurbs, are going to destroy it once live happens. Yeah, you know, and now, boy, now I'm fired up because I'm I'm thinking of it this way. I go, you know, if you and, and this is a selling from the heart twist on this whole thing is if you ever want to get out in your marketplace, what it means to sell from the heart, you have some choices, right? You can write about it, you can pick up the phone and talk about it, you can send right. somebody an email about it, but in a digitally driven business world. If you can video about it and people can see it and they can and they can listen to your voice inflections and all that, it's powerful. Now, if you combine all of this, wow, that's a big, massive megahorn, guys. Yeah, it's good. Well, you know, it's it's interesting as we wrap up today. I mean, Larry, you and I are always hammering sales reps to write. And I think that sales reps should write. However, it's so much more accessible to pick up a camera. Uh, pick up a phone and talk because that's what we do all day. So, you know, I love this, man, Dan, this is so great. Are you passionate? Do you love your audience? Do you have something to say? Do you have somewhere to add value? Well, say it, you know, I say it and, and let's be, let's be relational on these platforms with our, our clients and our prospects and the business community that we're in. Man, I'm so, I'm so fired up, man. I am, I am inspired. Um, and I'm going to be shooting some video. <laughs> you, oh I think you shot me over the edge. I love it. Oh, I don't know. You know, I watched <laughs> Levine on, with his hoodie on the way to the gym, which is like, oh my gosh. I don't think I can do that, Larry. But I, I, I'm going to shoot some video. And, and I want to challenge our listeners to do this. That's the win. And I do challenge every listener to do this. Because the reality is this. There's not a single Twitter chat or podcast or workshop or conference event that I have been to or been on so far where somebody doesn't come up to me afterwards and say, I'm either going to go shoot my first video or I just shot my first video. All right. Well, I'm in. I'm in. Dan, you've convinced me. I bet you've convinced a bunch of listeners as well. So by the way, if you're listening to this and you shoot your first video, um, you know, shoot it over to the Selling from the Heart Twitter feed. Larry might even respond on video. It's going to be awesome. Let's figure this out together. Dan, I really appreciate you. I appreciate your passion. I appreciate what you brought to us today. It's been very valuable. And uh, man, any parting words as we, as we get ready to, to wrap this one up? Yeah, it's about people. Yeah. Please don't forget the people you serve. That, yeah. That's the heart of the game, guys. So keep that in mind. And doesn't matter what the medium is, Virtual reality, augmented reality, video, AI, all of those are buzzwords. They're tools. They'll come and go. If you keep people at the heart, you're going to win. Bam. Now that's music to my ears, Dan Wilson. <laughs> that's music to my ears. Right there from the millennial motivator himself. Wow, that's so good. Well, hey, everybody, thanks for joining us this week. Keep being genuine. Keep being authentic. Keep bringing real value. Just push the record button. And most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. 
Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.